Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. So it is officially basketball season here in Kansas, the University of Kansas basketball program, off to a 4-0 start this year. So off to a very, very good start. And after the latest ranking came out on Monday, we can now say that Kansas is number three in the latest polls. They moved up from number five last week, had that big win over Duke, also beat Southern Utah in what was a closer game that many of us were expecting. But teams ahead of them lost, like Gonzaga lost. Kentucky had two losses this past week. So Kansas moving on up in the polls, uh, no surprise there that they're moving up. After a 4-0 start, they're winning the games they're supposed to win. They even beat Duke, a game that many people thought they might lose. So what's also good about that is the good news that Bill Self is now on his way back to the Kansas basketball program after serving his four-game self-suspension. Uh, I say a self-suspension. It was the uh, University of Kansas that was the uh, self-sanctioner of that suspension uh, four-game suspension for Bill Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend for their alleged violations in uh, recruiting from several years ago. Still don't know why it took him so long to uh, for the NCAA to investigate. In fact, the NCAA is still allegedly investigating this, and Kansas wanted to just get ahead of it, get on with it, and wanted to basically get over it because time has passed. And it is way too far gone. There shouldn't be any more complications with this story. The NCAA should just move on from it, see that Kansas uh, gave themselves this self-sanction, and move on to the next thing because now Kansas basketball is back. They are uh, the defending national champions. They're 4-0 after Coach Norm Roberts led them to that 4-0 start with self uh, away from the team, and they're they're ready to move on. They're ready to try to be the first team in school history to win back-to-back national championships in basketball. So that's something to keep an eye on as we continue to go on into basketball season because KU really looked solid while Bill Self was gone. Some people might be a little bit surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. I think they have a good program in place. I think Norm Roberts has been around the program and around self enough to know what to expect out of his players and to be able to coach right alongside there just as self would. And they looked really solid in those opening wins against Omaha and North Dakota State. Uh, That matchup in the Champions Classic against Duke, that was a gritty win against the Blue Devils. KU jumped out to the early lead. Then all of a sudden, Duke comes storming back, takes the lead in the second half, and then down the stretch in the final couple of minutes, freshman Grady Dick stepped up his game, hit some threes, had a couple uh, layups that were impressive as well down the stretch to give KU that win over Duke. And then in their last game, the last game that Roberts was in as interim head coach, Kansas struggled a little bit in that game. It was a home game against Southern Utah. They won the game 82-76. It was last Friday night. Jalen Wilson led the way with a career-high 33 points, 
And then again, it was freshman Grady Dick that added 18, including a big three-pointer toward the end of the game to give the Jayhawks a little bit of breathing room. Uh, Got them their fourth straight win. But it has been the Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick show at the beginning of this season. And that's what's been helping the Jayhawks get their wins. It's been uh, what has got KU to this 4-0 start. And it's helped Roberts been able to uh, keep the ship steady throughout the course of these first four games. And what's exciting to see is Roberts uh, basically just stayed with the same starting lineup. And that's kind of, you saw the starting lineup every week. It was, or every game, it was Jalen Wilson, KJ Adams, Grady Dick, Kevin McCuller Jr., and Dewan Harris. Those were your five guys. And then you had... Uh, your sixth man off the bench was Bobby Pettiford, who really showed he's a great ball handler, can even be a, a scorer at times if you need him to be a scorer off the bench. But it'll be interesting to see for Bill Self how he, if he keeps this lineup constructed as it's been through the first four games, if he's going to keep that same starting lineup. I don't think there's any reason to switch it up at this point. They're off to the 4-0 start. Seems like they have good team chemistry. But it will be interesting to see if Self keeps the same starting lineup or if he mixes it up a little bit as the off or as the preseason goes along. I guess it's not preseason anymore. I say preseason like it's football or something like that. It's non-con schedule. It's the non-conference schedule. And that'll keep going through about the end of December. So we got about another month of the non-conference schedule to go. And we'll see if Bill Self mixes it up a little bit. Through the first four games, you've got a couple freshmen that have come off the bench, Ernest Uday Jr. and MJ Rice. They've looked pretty solid. You've got uh, Zuby Ejiofer as well, who has looked all right off the bench. He kind of gets into foul trouble when he comes in. He's kind of their big guy that comes off the bench. Might have a few extra fouls that you uh, don't necessarily want to see, but he can give you a few extra fouls if you need him to. But Ernest Uday Jr. looked really solid. Gets about five rebounds, five points a game when he comes in. And then MJ Rice just has a solid build to him. He can uh, He's thrown down a few uh, solid alley-oop dunks that have come his way. And these are two guys that five-star rating, five-star recruits coming into the season. And Uday and Rice, along with Grady Dick, are a trio of freshmen who you can rely on as the season goes along. And they've already shown that Grady Dick is somebody they can rely on game in and game out in the starting lineup. These other guys playing off the bench will play a key role as the season goes along. You're going to have games where some guys get in foul trouble. You'll need these guys to step up. But right now it's looking really good for these freshmen so far. And just uh, keeping an eye on things going forward, you wonder if Bill Self's going to continue to play these guys about that six, seven-minute pace. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to keep them, uh, moving along slowly or if it's going to be something where he might give them some more playing time as as the non-con continues to go as they move toward the conference play. I think that that's kind of what he's done in the past, but we'll see if Bill Self continues to do that with Uday and Rice. Uh, being able to come off the bench at his disposal. Now, coming up this week, there's going to be some fun games. you got the Battle for Atlantis tournament 
coming up on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. It's a Thanksgiving tournament down there in the Bahamas. Yeah, and and by the way, does it just so happen that Bill Self comes back to work right as they start going to a uh, tournament in the Bahamas? I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think they planned it so Bill Self could have four games off at the beginning of the season, come back just in time for that trip to the Bahamas. But that's just me. That's just me talking off the cuff here. I, I think that, uh, you know, that's that's a nice little trip for Self to come back to work on. But anyway, they're going to be down in the Bahamas for this battle for Atlantis tournament. They're actually tipping the tournament off 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN on Wednesday morning. They're going to be playing in the battle for Atlantis tournament. Uh, they'll be taking on North Carolina State in the first game of the battle for Atlantis tournament. And then there's going to be games played throughout the rest of the day on ESPN, too, all the way through prime time. So if you want to watch the full Battle for Atlantis tournament on Wednesday, you can do that starting at 11 a.m. on ESPN. So if Kansas wins that game, they'll go on to play the winner of the Dayton-Wisconsin game, and they'll be on the winner's side of the bracket if that happens. If they lose, they will move to the loser's side of the bracket and the consolation side of the bracket, and they will play the loser of Dayton-Wisconsin. So obviously we're hoping Kansas gets the win over North Carolina State, and then they'll play the winner of Dayton, Wisconsin. And then on the other side of the bracket, you've got USC, BYU, Tennessee, and Butler. So if all things go according to plan, Kansas beats North Carolina State on Wednesday morning. Then on Thanksgiving, time to be determined, but they will play the winner of Dayton, Wisconsin. As long as things continue to go according to plan, they'll beat the winner of Dayton, Wisconsin, and they'll play in the championship game on Friday, which would be 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Friday, November 25th. And so if that's that's hoping that everything goes according to plan and that Kansas continues to keep winning their games and continues that winning streak. I think that their winning streak dating back to last season is now at 11 games. So starting the season 4-0, uh, of course, they won the national championship last year. They have the longest uh, winning streak in the nation right now. Uh, but hopefully they'll keep that winning up. They'll get the win over North Carolina State. They'll beat Dayton or Wisconsin, and then they'll get the winner of the other side of the bracket on Friday. Championship Friday is what I'm calling it. Hopefully we'll see KU in the championship at 6.30 Central Time, Friday, November 25th, in the Champions, or not in the Champions Classic, in the Battle for Atlantis uh, championship game. So that's something to keep an eye on. If you're a Kansas fan over the next uh, few days, uh, it's something always fun to watch over the Thanksgiving holiday. If you don't want to watch football, you got your Kansas basketball right there to keep you satisfied and satiated throughout the holiday season. Uh, Speaking of football... Uh, Kansas football. Yeah, something bad happened on Saturday. I was actually out there in uh, in the flesh, out at the booth on Saturday. I got to cover the game for Heartland College Sports. You can see my article, my three takeaways from the game up there at heartlandcollegesports.com if you want to go check that out. It was... Uh, it was a good start to the day because it was senior day. So you're out there watching the seniors uh, bring the flowers to moms and everything like that. Uh, but it went from kind of a joyful day. It was a cold, windy day out there at the booth in Lawrence, Kansas. But it went from kind of being a joyful, positive, you know, maybe they're going to pull out an upset over Texas type of day 
turned into into a rough day fairly quickly after that. But another positive, we got to see Jalen Daniels return to the starting lineup. It was uh, a big surprise, actually. It was going to be a game-time decision on the video board before the game started. They had Jason Bean actually listed as the starting quarterback for Kansas, and uh, Jason Bean uh, participated in the senior day festivities and everything like that. So when Kansas went out for their first possession, everybody sees Jalen Daniels running out onto the field, pumping the crowd up. Everybody went crazy for Jalen Daniels seeing him back on the field. Unfortunately, it was a preview of more things to come throughout the game. Kansas had a three and out to start the game, and things just didn't get better after that. Excuse me, after that. They had a uh, a rough day offensively. Jalen Daniels looked hesitant to run, which the running game is a big part of his game. Uh, the threat for him to run uh, down the field, as well as his uh, great passing game. Uh, he had a few really nice touch passes again. So Daniels looked fairly good out there, except for the run game. He did not. I think he had one rushing attempt on the day. And I, I don't know if it was the coaching staff just telling him to stay healthy and not risk any more injury. I'm not sure what it was, but he was hesitant to run the ball, stayed in the passing lanes mostly on the read option plays. He was always handing the ball off to the running back. And things just weren't going the Jayhawks' way in a 56-14 to loss to the Texas Longhorns. Bijan Robinson. Running back for Texas, 25 carries, 243 yards, and four touchdowns. When they brought their backup, Jonathan Brooks, into the game, 11 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns, the Jayhawks just couldn't stop the run at all. They were averaging close to 10 yards a carry on the day. The Texas offense, uh, the Kansas offense, or defensive line just needs to step up, especially with Kansas State coming up next. It's going to be... Another tough running back room over there on the other side of the state. But, man, the second it's only the second time in Texas football's storied history that they had two run rushers go for over 100 yards rushing in the same game. And that's just not something you want to see on the stat sheet. That's not something you want to uh, give up as a Kansas football program. And Kansas has been... So good this year at keeping games close. This is the first game of the season where Kansas got their teeth kicked in. That's something that you've been coming to expect as Kansas fans throughout the last uh, decade plus of football. But this season, you know, they started out the season 5-0. and They lost a close one to TCU, who right now is number three in the nation, undefeated in the college football playoff talk. And I think... That's more the Kansas that we've gotten used to this season. A team that's going to be in every game, a team that's going to win games, a team that's going to, if they're going to lose, they're going to lose a close game. And that's the, the Jayhawks team that we've seen under Lance Leipold this season. So to see Texas come into Lawrence on senior day and just absolutely dominate, it was a little bit jarring to watch, a little bit depressing to watch, but... The good news is you still got one game left. You you've gotten to six wins on the season. You're already bowl eligible. Uh, you're six and five on the season if you're the Jayhawks. You've got the Sunflower Showdown coming up on Saturday in Manhattan, Kansas. Nothing on the line really for Can- KU at this point. But what Kansas could do this week 
is spoil K-State's hopes for a Big 12 title game appearance. Right now, all K-State has to do is win the game, and they will be in the Big 12 title game facing TCU for a chance to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Now, if TCU wins out, they're in the college football playoff. That's basically a given at this point. Kansas State wants to win out and spoil TCU's hopes at the college football playoff. K-State wants to get a New Year's Six Bowl. Now, what KU wants to do is spoil Kansas State's chance to be spoiler for TCU. So it could be where the Jayhawks go into Manhattan. Nobody thinks that KU is going to win that game. And they go in there and pull off the upset. That could happen. We saw Tulane go into K-State and beat them. We saw Texas go into K-State and beat them. And, and KU could do it. They have the offense to keep up with Kansas State. Now the defense looked absolutely dreadful last week. The defense needs to step up their game. Uh, you got Deuce Vaughn over there that's licking his chops, waiting to get up against this defense here. Uh, after he saw what Bijan Robinson did with that 243 yards and four touchdowns. But I think Kansas is going to learn from their mistakes last week. I think it's going to be a close game. I still think Kansas State's going to pull out the win. But I do think that Kansas is going to keep it close. And I think they're going to make a game of it. They're going to uh, prove that they're a worthy Big 12 opponent. I think that the Texas game was a bit of a glitch on the radar. I think they're a competitive team in the Big 12 now. And I think as long as Lance Leipold's here, he's going to keep that train rolling. I think he's going to bring some more transfers in. I think he's going to keep the recruiting train rolling so that they can continue to build the program the way they want to and to become a Big 12 contender as the years go along. Now, here's an interesting thing. From the, from the Kansas game in the press box this past Saturday at the game against Texas, they were promoting the Liberty Bowl. So I don't know if that is a uh, – I don't think it's a done deal yet. Maybe they've been invited behind the scenes. Uh, I know that they aren't allowed to accept the bull bids until after the regular season's over. So this Saturday after the Sunflower Showdown, be on the lookout to see which bowl Kansas gets invited to. My hunch is it's going to be the Liberty Bowl. They were promoting it in the press box. They had pamphlets on tickets, things like that. So – Seeing that in the press box, that was a bit of a hint to me that Kansas might be going bowling in the Liberty Bowl. I'm going to look this up on the fly right here uh, for you Kansas fans. I forgot to bring the pamphlet with me. Uh, so Kansas in the Liberty Bowl would be a – so this would be a Big 12 versus SEC bowl game. Another thing I was thinking about as I was looking through this pamphlet on Saturday, if – Missouri beats Arkansas on Saturday. They become bowl eligible. They'll be 6-6, six and six. just like if Kansas uh, loses to, to K-State. They'll be 6-6. Six and six. You could have KU versus Mizzou in the Liberty Bowl. So this is a bowl game that dates back to 1959. They've been playing the Liberty Bowl for a long time. Uh, this this is now a game that is played in Memphis, Tennessee. And I know I've seen uh, KU projected to the Liberty Bowl in the past. We were talking about pro bowl projections in the past uh, couple of podcasts. Well, you know what? This would be an absolutely fantastic matchup. KU versus Mizzou in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. Not too far of a drive for either team. Obviously, it's a, it's a in SEC country there in Tennessee, but 
I think that that would be a good matchup. I think that they'd get both fan bases to travel to the Liberty Bowl. I think that it would be a great matchup for both teams. And it would just be a fun, an absolutely fun atmosphere if you could get Kansas-Mizzou in football. Because on December 10th, we're getting Kansas-Mizzou in basketball in Columbia, Missouri. So right now... For the Liberty Bowl, it looks like that game is going to be on December 28th, 4.30 p.m. Again, it's going to be Big 12 versus SEC. And I think the Liberty Bowl is hoping for a Kansas and Missouri bowl game. We'll see what happens. Uh, After the Sunflower Showdown, like I said, they'll start to announce some bowl games after that. Uh, They'll start leaking the bowl invites, and we'll see if Kansas gets invited to the Liberty Bowl or another bowl. They could be invited to multiple bowls. We don't know for sure, but that is definitely something to keep an eye on for Kansas, which bowl game that they will be invited to. One other note here really quick. Talked about basketball earlier in the podcast Uh, After the Battle for Atlantis tournament, Kansas will be coming back to Lawrence, Kansas to host Texas Southern at Allen Fieldhouse on Monday night. So that game will take place before the next podcast, uh, the Jayhawker Talker podcast drops. So I wanted to mention that as well after Kansas hopefully rolls through and wins the Battle for Atlantis tournament. They'll be back at home in Lawrence on Monday night hosting Texas Southern. So that about does it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker. Let me know what's going on there at Mark the Overseer on Twitter as well. Uh, keep the conversation going there. You can check out my latest article up at HeartlandCollegeSports.com talking about Bill Self returning to the bench for Kansas in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. You can also see my recap from the Kansas Texas football game up there at Heartland College Sports. Dot com as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.